to this week's Oxcast, your weekly roundup of all the best events happening in and around Oxford. Today's date is Wednesday the 25th of January and this week I've got a mind reading show. Russell will be telling us about an event which is celebrating the year of the rooster but first here's Michael with Burns Night Celebrations. Yes indeed it's Wednesday the 25th that being Robbie Burns's birthday and an excuse for everyone to party, eat innards of various animals, <laughs> if, if you're that way inclined, <laughs> to Kaylee the night away and throw your friends around and uh, investigate whiskey and, mm. you know, go in search of the perfect whiskey. Of course, that's what uh, we're all doing when we're trying the 19th whiskey of the night. So, momentous an occasion is it that we have a Burns Night page on our website. You can find the link to that um, on this podcast page with lots of um, history and suggestions of what you can do to celebrate. If you've never prepared a haggis yourself, maybe you'd, you'd like to eat with some uh, some other people in some <laughs> kind of public place that actually serves that kind of thing. And there are Burns Night suppers and celebrations going on all over the show. There's one tonight at the Perch, um, and their, their very Scottish head chef is uh, is uh, catering that one. Yeah. Um, a celebration on Friday and Saturday at Incham Hall mm. um, traditional three course haggis supper followed by Kayleen which I always think is the wrong way around to <laughs> do those things especially if it doesn't agree with you <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um, and uh, right in the middle of town at Burns Night Supper on Saturday at St Columbus on Alfred Street which is off the high um, all the all the all the traditional things plus iron brew apparently um, if whiskey's not your thing, amazing, and, and more dancing. Other places and situations in which to uh, pay tribute to the great chieftain of the pudding race, um, <laughs> is which is how Burns addressed the haggis. Um, the a group of pubs, the Checkers and the Crown and the Eagle and Child, uh, they're all running a Burns night set menu mm. for the rest of the week uh, until Sunday, and it's. It sounds really delicious. Let me let me just let me just try and make you salivate, um, as I do every week. Um, <laughs> smoked salmon, Scottish oat cakes and chives, sour cream, the haggis and neeps and taddies, which you might expect, and to round off the meal, a gold traditional Scottish cranachan served with honey, whiskey, raspberries, and golden toasted oats. Ooh. Yes, and a whiskey flight uh, for guests who want to. Um, Opt in. There's a, f- a few 25 mil measures of wonderfully named whiskies like the Singleton Dufftown Space Cascade, <laughs> which just to me sounds like a random selection of words, but of course it means something. All three are running a whisky showcase, uh, which is already is already opened um, and going to be available until the 19th of February. Um, trying to make whisky accessible to newcomers and connoisseurs alike. <laughs> I have to admit that I'm not a connoisseur, me though I grew up near to Bushmills Distillery. Uh-huh which would have been a good excuse. <laughs> um, then there's an event on the 15th of February at the Checkers, um, their Whiskey Masterclass. Um, we'll bring some ambassadors from the world's best-known whiskies, and they'll be breaking down the myths around whiskey drinking, and it gets really technical. They'll be educating us about flavour mapping and history of whiskey production. You will get to taste some of the whiskies as well, so it's not all theoretical. <laughs> and as our Lang Syne ends, which I, I never usually reach this first, because, no. um, you know, it's after midnight and we're all a bit tired. <laughs> uh, 
uh, and surely you'll be your pint stop, and surely I'll be mine, and we'll take a cup of kindness yet for our lang syne, uh, which um, apparently translates as, and surely you'll pay for your pint, and I'll pay for mine, <laughs> which is a nice bit of... A good philosophy. Yeah. It's, it sets a, a boundary. It's not hugely generous, um, <laughs> but in, if you're paying for your own pint. Uh, pint Shop are running some uh, lovely Burns Night specials all week as well, Um things which you can try and you can see on their Instagram and Twitter feeds. They look mm. rather delicious. The, okay, give it a chance. The Haggis Scotch Egg with Pickled Neeps and Taddies looks really good. The Haggis Scotch, Scotch egg. egg. Yes. Yes. Okay. Now, Pine Shop, they take the art of Scotch Eggery very seriously. Um, so I would definitely give it a chance. Um, their other one, maybe a bit too indulgent, but Deep Fried Mars Bar with Vanilla Ice Cream. <sighs> From Jack's Gelato. That's just the best. <laughs> I really love battered mass bars. Really? They're so good. Are they a guilty pleasure? Oh yeah. You you can only have about half, and you do need the ice cream. I think Correct. yeah. I think I'd have to save some for later. Yeah. <laughs> or share it. Or share it. That's yes, exactly. In, in the spirit of the evening. Um, or my <laughs> my personal favourite, um, their other burn special, Cludy Dumpling and Custard, which warms the soul. Cludy Dumpling, that rich fruit pudding, which just to <laughs> just for a bit of background, it's named for the cloth it's kind of draped and cooked in. Oh, right. Cloody. There you go. It's the cookery method. Well, even if you don't feel like creating any of these things, you can go and taste them um, and dance them and, and sing them and enjoy them at various places around the city for the next few days. So check out our Burns Night page or search Burns Night on dailyinfo.co.uk. So I have a pair of theatrical delights. We've got Beyond the Water's Edge and the thing that came from over there. Over where? Over there. So Beyond the Water's Edge is from Midlands Creative Projects and it mixes live music and poetry, focusing on the tragic and comedic side of daily life. It uh, uses some of the most famous poet texts to shape its story and take the audience on a celebration of the spoken word. So this is at the North Wall Theatre. It's on Thursday the 26th, so tomorrow, at 7.30pm, and tickets are £12 or £10 for concessions and members. Their recommendation is that this is suitable for 14+. plus. And then there is, for something rather different, <laughs> the thing that came from over there. This is at Pegasus Theatre, and it's from Gonzo Moose, which are a fabulously named theatre company. <laughs> True. This is a comedy thriller around the race to the South Pole, moulded in the form of a 1950s movie. So think The Day the Earth Stood Still and various other disaster-slash-sci-fi movies of the time. It takes in meteor crashes, gruesome deaths and acting feats of 15 roles played by three people. Wow. So That's quite impressive. I that's mean, I've sometimes seen people do that and it's always good to watch actors have to do lots of roles in a play. So this is at the Pegasus Theatre. It's on Friday the 27th and Saturday the 28th at 7.30pm and tickets are £13, £9 for concessions and £6 for under-18s, which I think is fabulous to have cheap tickets for under-18s. Definitely. And they recommend this play for 8+. So there might be a little bit of violence, but it's all done in a comedic way. Yeah, a little bit of death. A little bit of death, but you know, it's it's harmless. It's harmless. Harmless, harmless fun. (laughs) We don't mind a bit of comedy violence around here, do we? 
So the Botanic Gardens isn't just a beautiful place to visit. The lovely folk involved with the Botanic Gardens are putting on a winter lecture series, so you don't necessarily have to go out into the cold to enjoy some botanical history. Uh, these are being held at the Saeed Business School, and the first one is this Thursday. So it's kicking off with Mary Keane, Paradise and Plenty, the how and wow of Lord Rothschild's private garden on the Wadston estate. Mary will be talking about the garden, its dedicated gardeners, both past and present. The next lecture, which is on the 9th of February, is by Dr Mark Johnson, and it's focusing on trees in towns and cities, a history of British urban arboriculture. Um, so he's planning on giving a detailed account of trees in Britain's urban landscapes from the Romans to the present day. After that, it's Victoria Summerley. Um, she'll be taking you on a personal tour of some of the gardens in London, an unexpected paradise. That's mm. really fascinating history. So Londoners used to have their own green spaces, like a lo like loads of green space surrounding their houses, and then it slowly was encroached on and built on. So mm. that would be really interesting. On the 9th of March, it's Richard Maybe. Botany and the Imagination, the Cabaret of Plants, uh, which will be reflecting on how poets, scientists and philosophers have been stimulated by the strange life of plants. And to finish off the lecture series, it's Caroline Holmes' Bori Latour Mariac, uh, The Source of the Water Lilies, Before and Beyond Monet. There we go. So it's the place that inspired Monet to paint the water lilies. So all of these lectures sound absolutely fascinating. They all start at 8 p.m., and guess what? It's followed by a lovely glass of vino. Mm. <laughs> to attend an individual lecture, it's £15. To see the whole series, it's £60, so you can guarantee a seat. So that's the winter lecture series from the Botanic Gardens um, at the Nelson Mandela Lecture Theatre in the Saeed Business School. The first one is this Thursday at 8pm. <laughs> So Saturday is Chinese New Year, and it is the start of the Year of the Rooster. Hooray! Hooray! And the Museum of Natural History has an afternoon dedicated to this. This promises to celebrate all things chicken. There's apparently a lot to celebrate about chicken. <laughs> There's plenty. With an afternoon of craft activities, trails and talks all around chickens, and also their links to dinosaurs, so... Even if you're not a massive fan of chickens, there's also dinosaurs in there. So what's not to love? <laughs> this is free and you can turn up on the day. The activities run from 2 to 4 p.m. Also at the Museum of Natural History is the last weekend of the Microsculpture Exhibition, which we've covered before but is fascinating. So there's even more reason to visit the Museum of Natural History this Saturday. So both a celebration of chickens and another fascinating exhibition on at the same time. Yeah. Do you have any good chicken facts or egg facts? Wh which came first to you? <laughs> <laughs> well, the only thing I can think of about chickens and eggs is that when microwaving an already cooked boiled egg, you have to take the shell off, otherwise it will explode. Can I ask, when, <laughs> when do you need to microwave a, an already boiled egg i have no idea but a friend has <laughs> asked our collective group this and one of us came back with this fact i have no idea why he needed to microwave six boiled eggs it was six of six. them a I, friend you say uh, well well yes yes a friend <laughs> had to uh, microwave six boiled eggs 
And I learnt that you can't do it if the shell's on it. Was it, like, sabotage? or <laughs> Have a I'd... hot boiled egg Was... thrown at you? I don't know. Was he... Was Seems it... excessive for yeah. egging someone to okay. boil them, <laughs> <laughs> let them cool, and then microwave them. Ready for use. <laughs> so, do either of you think you have the ability to read minds? Not even slightly. <laughs> I'm kind of glad that I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling happy about um, that. Yeah, I'm quite at peace with the well, ignorance is bliss. I, yeah, I can't tell what everyone's thinking about. Well, if you think that you're able to, unlike the Daily Info Office, by the sounds of things, it's time to put your skills to the test with the psychic project. Magician or potentially mind reader, David Nyawan uh, presents a historical slash illusionist show based on real-life CIA psychic tests performed during the Cold War. So basically, the audience will be his guinea pigs, and he'll be attempting to teach them to read minds. Ah. Yeah, terrifying. Interesting. Yeah. So the CIA genuinely thought this was possible and Um, put a lot of time and effort into teaching ordinary citizens psychic abilities so that they could see what the Soviets were doing and... um, Basically, the Soviets were seen to be training up psychics, so the USA were obviously like, well, we need to do the same. Mm. So, so much time and effort was put into this, and they still pursue this avenue. So, entirely successful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this related to um, the many stoic goats? goats? That's what I was thinking. I was hoping that you would have seen. The book's really good. Yeah, Uh, I quite really enjoyed the film as well. I was speaking to David, I found out that psychics... Um, have to be investigated in like murder cases so if someone rings up the British police and goes I know who did it I'm a psychic they have to pursue it and see if it's real really? yeah well I guess if someone's offering volunteering information it doesn't yeah. particularly matter how they say they got it <laughs> <laughs> I asked him why he chose psychic spies as the theme for his show I found out about this, this huge research project that the CIA ran in the Cold War which ran for 23 years um, and they declassified some of the documents in 1995, which gave me a huge sort of trove of material that I could look through. They've actually recently declassified, literally like last week, millions more documents. So this is all suddenly quite quite topical. But um, I've been working on on the batch that was released in 1995, which is hundreds of thousands of pages of the original documents from the research. And, and the show is based on that. Essentially, it's a mind-reading show, but it's different from most mind reading shows in that I don't actually do any of the mind reading. Mm. Uh, the idea is the audience does. So we cover the story of the psychics by research and, uh, and we recreate what the CIA scientists actually discovered at the time. So everything that the audience experiences during the show is what the CIA scientists would have observed when they were doing the tests. And I hope the audience will start to understand why the scientists got excited about it and why they thought there was something in it because they ended up with a lot of people in the US government actually thinking that psychic powers existed and could be used for military purposes. Gosh that's amazing. Yeah it is astonishing and you look at the the results of the research and there's some totally remarkable things in it which I hope to be able to recreate during the show with the audience. Listen to the full Oxcast Extra interview to hear more about one of the techniques the CIA actually used to train recruits 
and also how David first became interested in magic. So that's the Psychic Project, which is happening this Friday at the Old Fire Station. Um, it starts at 7.30pm and tickets are £10 or £8 for concessions. Book up quick, because there's only limited seats left. In the short space of time between recording and editing, uh, the Psychic Project actually sold out. But not to worry, David will be returning later in the year, so you won't miss out on being experimented on. To find out when David will next be performing in Oxfordshire, head to www.thepsychicproject.com. There's something special on the UPP pretty much every day, but this Friday, something particularly special. So they've um, been having some cinematic and musical um, events in recent times. Mm. Um, end of last year, they had Candy Says, the band, playing... Uh, for a screening of Burn, 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 the UK indie, which was um, plenty fun. Uh, something a little bit older. Now, um, any Buster Keaton fans in the house? He's good. pretty good. Uh, no, uh, Buster Keaton fans are on topic and on trend and they're very silent, uh, so they wouldn't say <laughs> yes to that anyway. Um, and Steamboat Bill Jr. is showing this Friday. Um... So he's a college boy, he's gone out east and is reunited with his boat captain father in a Mississippi River town. Um, but you'll probably know at least a few seconds of the film from if I mention uh, the frontage of a house falling oh, yeah. and an open window uh, preserving oh, right. Buster Keaton from being uh, destroyed. So it's, it's one of the like classic, probably did his own stunts. Uh, yeah, super <laughs> dangerous. Goodness. Yeah. Can you they imagine? actually did, they actually dropped the front of the house on top of him and they had to make sure he was in the exact right place. That's so scary. That would have been slightly terrifying for the people who were, you know, for well, the, for mm, the, for the crew. Really. Sure, I definitely... For Buster Keaton and everyone else, you know. Do you think they filmed that scene last? Potentially. Just in case. Yikes. And, and no CGI, no... Not yeah. Mm. Uh, but before the screening, part of the special treat element is Oxford's own ukulele supergroup, The Rebukes, uh, playing tunes from the late 20s. It's, the, it's when the film came out as well, yeah. um, before the silent classic s is screened. It's, it's a few weeks away, but uh, give it a quick mention. If Chaplin's more your bag, um, then uh, three Chaplin comedy shorts are uh, being shown at the UPP on the 24th of February. Um, that's Easy Street, 1am, and The Rink, where he causes mischief on a roller skate rink. Um, <laughs> And the shorts are being soundtracked live by um, percussion and keyboard duo Unsilent Movies. Um, so that's a drummer from the London Contemporary Orchestra and James Young keyboards. I just love that kind of thing. Um, I, yeah, I love live soundtracking of music. So something to bear in mind for the future. But um, bringing us back up to matters which are more up to date. I'll hand over to Russ for some considerations. Ah, so the Oscars came out yesterday, well the nominations did, and uh, La La Land has got all of the nominations. <laughs> has 14 nominations, two in Best Song, Best Actress, Best Actor, Directing, Film, a host of technical ones, so it's probably going to win a lot of them. Can it win them all? No, because it's up for two Best Songs. <laughs> That's to your point. So it'll be no, no, no. That's good. That's good. I was like, hmm, I am good to feed the thing. <laughs> but there's also arrivals in there, which is nice because that's a really good film. 
Yeah, I hope Arrival wins some stuff. It's yeah. Kind of, we're kind of, uh, we feel that it's criminal that Amy Adams is uh, not figuring in Best Actress. Definitely. Maybe because it's a quite understated role. Mm. But she's so good in it. She's so good. It's probably her best performance in my mind. Yeah, mm. I would I would agree with you there. So I'm I'm bagging Amy and Yeah, she's great. Arrival She'll win in at most categories. I'm not sure if La La Land will win because I haven't seen Moonlight yet. Which ah. is the other one that's kind of it won Best Drama at Golden Globes and has potential to be a bit of an upset. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So it's the rogue one. <laughs> which speaking of <laughs> Sorry. I see what you did there. Yeah, I got it. Which, speaking of, is also up for about four or five technical Oscars. Really? Along with Suicide Squad, which is now an Oscar-nominated film. Yeah. That's that's quite something. Interesting choice. I saw that. There were other ones that I'm happy nominated. There's 13th in Best Documentary, which is outstanding. Is that the documentary that's on Netflix? So it's on Netflix, not to promote them too hard, but (laughs) so you can watch it. And it's about the American justice system Mm. and, in particular the african-american experience of it and just how terrible that is and it's not a cheery documentary but it is brilliant Mm. Mm. and also kubu and the two strings which i'm told is utterly fabulous so i'm gonna go check it out it's so lovely (laughs) it is we had a little daily info outing to see it um last year and it's the best animation i've ever seen um wow really yeah um, it it really is beautiful yeah the studio is outstanding that makes them and they've just got to a point where their technical and storytelling skills are really at, at their optimum. Um, uh, there were like children openly weeping during it. Like, yeah. let's, let's not pretend it was just merry and oh, no. and light the whole way through. Yeah, but the best animated films are not merry all the way through. Exactly. They're peaks and troughs. As Inside Out taught us. <laughs> that it's, that being happy all the time is not where it's at. Oh, Inside Out was devastating. <laughs> 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 Why did you have to bring it up? Oh. Sorry, I, I, I brought it up. And my final point is, I'm glad Viola Davis is probably going to win Best Supporting Actress because she is a fabulous actress. She's yeah. really good in everything she's in. Even in big blockbusters like Suicide Squad, she is always the best thing on screen. Yeah. So hopefully she'll win. We do hope so. For Fences, which For is fences. another one of those films which hasn't been released over here yet. <laughs> uh, so we've only seen the trailer. But Yeah, so most of the films that are nominated, you can actually see in the next month or so because they're going to all get released. Mm. Which, go to the cinema, it's awesome. A little <laughs> Oscar rush. Yes. Gongs all round then. So if you like some of the events of today, be it the theatre shows or the talks that are happening at the Nelson Mandela Room inside Business School, you can find them all at dailyinfo.co.uk and subscribe to our podcast. You'll listen to it now, but subscribe to it because, as you can tell, it's pretty fabulous. And don't forget to follow us. We're on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Daily Info Oxford. Bye. (laughs) 